Welcome back, Hunters. It's your friend of me, Lee, here. We're back again for a new tantalizing episode. And uh, in this episode, I have a new companion for you guys. It is T. Lou. Hi. Good afternoon, Miss Ashley. Thanks so much for coming. Um, Thank you for having me as a guest. I'm so excited uh, to talk to you just because, um, you know, I, I'm whenever I see you, you're, you're always working on something. And uh, it's super encouraging for me. I don't know, kind of tangentially. It's like, oh, man, you know, T. Lou's always working so hard. He's always jet set in, going to, to all these places, New York, New Hampshire, um, I think you went to Nevada one time, all this stuff. So I'm like, man. Tennessee. Tennessee. Yeah, I was like, Arkansas. I want to be like T. Lou when I grew <laughs> up, man. I, you're just so inspirational. So uh, could you just uh, tell uh, the listeners a little bit about yourself? Well, I, I'm a graduate of Northeastern University, uh, also a graduate of Daniel Webster College, and uh, I'm a graduate of the New England School of Photography as well as the New York City School of Photography. Uh, needless to say, I've been in love, and it's my passion, uh, to get behind a camera, whether it's video or stills. Mm -hmm. And, uh, well, I already know, but uh, I, I'm pretty sure my listeners don't know that you uh, started, you know, your career, like, in, in life, uh, in the military or in the police force? It was actually in, in, uh, in school, uh, where Dr. Cunliffe said that if I wanted to work in the lab with him, I'd have to go to school and be certified as a commercial photographer. So while I was on uh, co-op in New York City working for the Bureau of Customs, uh, I went to school at night uh, to get my certification as a uh, commercial photographer. Mm. And what, what draws you to this field? Uh, and I always invite like creatives, like I had Barry June on here, I had uh, Kagan Luce, who's a local comic artist. He's also getting ready to throw the first um, Comics in Color uh, Expo. It's going to be in April. So it's all like about, you know, comics that are drawn uh, by artists of color and have ca feature characters of color and everything. So I, I like to have creative people on here. But And I always ask them, like, what drew you to this type of creative medium? Why not, um, I don't know, do something that's not more lucrative, but... Why not do something else? Why this? What draws you to television? Well, I, I've always been fascinated with the camera, the fact that it can document something. And uh, uh, in, in, uh, picking up uh, my cousin's uh, instamatic camera and being able to photograph people, things, events, uh, and it's a form of documenting uh, what happened at a particular time in a particular time era. And, uh, and I did it very well. And, uh, and people commented and they said, you know, uh, you, you should do this. And I said, well, do what? <laughs> this is do what you do. And uh, to explain it at that time, I couldn't explain how. Now I can explain how it happens. Mm. Um, and I know you work on like various different types of projects, but anything exciting you're working on right now? Currently, I'm working on uh, Beth uh, Carbrington's book, uh, From the Crack House to God's House. Oh, it's a very powerful it. title. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Uh, I didn't create the uh, cover, but when I saw the cover of this book, I became uh, really enthusiastic about 
getting more involved in this uh, project of hers. Mm. And, uh, and of course, I, you know, what, what I uh, failed to say in the beginning is I also worked on Broadway. Oh. And uh, did uh, commercials and uh, social media promotions uh, for several productions on Broadway. And, and it's all as a result of uh, my experience here uh, at BNN. Mm. Um, yeah, Boston Neighborhood Network is, as you guys know, uh, fellow hunters, is where I record XB Hunter. That's where we are right now. Live in the heart of Eggleston Square, Roxbury, Boston, Massachusetts. Yes, yes. Um, in working in a creative medium like uh, like video and film, because I, I know uh, one of the other things I try to enlighten my listeners listeners about is that, uh, that there's nothing in this in reality, in the reality that we live in, that's mm, you know one sided, right? You always have to have at least two sides. This is a 3D uh, reality. But mm-hmm. um, it, TV is not just TV and film is not just film. Uh, and everything that you see in it is not just, you know, what you see is not always what you get. There's always exactly. uh, a multifaceted point of it. You know, like, oh, uh, in the movie Get Out. Someone explain this to me, by the way. I did not, like, come up with this theory. But in the movie uh, Get Out, um, which is uh, one of as a polarizing movie, uh, the daughter one of the main characters the the daughter uh is sitting on her bed and she's eating fruit loops and drinking milk but they're separate right and someone was like because you have to keep the whites and the colored separate and i was like whoa i didn't even think of that wow because you know everyone has their thing sometimes people eat things weirdly um so when you're doing because you've done music videos like you said you um you've done broadway productions like plays and stuff like that so when you're filming something or if you're doing a personal project um like like the book you're doing for Beth Ann Codrington, um, how do you decide, you know, how you're going to approach it? You know, because obviously the book is probably has some pretty dark notes in it. Um, so how do you approach how you're going to do the interviews? Are you going to do it in this dark room? Or are you going to do it in a bright, you know, room? Like, how, how do you decide how you're going to? Well, to reveal that secret, then people wouldn't be uh, looking to make a purchase. <laughs> uh, but uh, really, uh, you know, I, it's I don't jump right into the pool and start swimming, but uh, I talk with the person and kind of get an, uh, an idea or a concept, a conception of what the book is about and how they've lived their life and stuff like that. And based on the my experiences in my own personal life, things I've seen, things I've experienced, I, I begin to uh, get ideas. And I, I remember, you know, uh, what really hooked me was I was standing at the commuter rail, and as I approached the landing, I noticed that there was hundreds of people on one side, and I was the only one on my side. And I said, wow, what a deodorant commercial. <laughs> and, and uh and, and at that point i knew i was hooked you know if, if you if you start thinking like that then then you're hooked mm. and uh and and now it's just a matter of getting uh, the jobs or the assignments where you start creating things like that you let your uh the, what, what we used to call allow the creative juices to flow Mm, mm -hmm. and uh and that's what i I like about what i do now is i 
I like uh, I let the uh, creative juices flow. I look at a lot of other people's work to get ideas of what people are doing out there, and not to copy it, but to learn that you can do different things, mm. and these are the things you can do, and and what platforms they use to uh, create these graphics. Uh, uh, just before the show, uh, I'm working on a, uh, a graphic for uh, a tribute to Soul Train. Mm. Uh, I videotaped this at the Regent Theater in Arlington uh, uh, a couple weeks ago. And now uh, to uh, capture, and I think this is the, the, the basis of capturing the audience's uh, attention, is you have to have a very dynamic uh, graphic mm. that's going to just reach out and grab them by the neck and say, hey, I think you should look at this. <laughs> and so, you know, I sit behind the uh, computer and uh, kind of play with a lot of things, mm. and uh, eventually it just falls right into place. Interesting. So I just want to fall back to the, uh, the learning aspect because that's another reason why I admire you so much is because, um, you know, some people, they feel like, well, you know, people just have natural talent and they're just good at it. And a lot of times I'm like, no, that's a talent. They they might have some raw talent, but you have to cultivate that. And by cultivating it, you, A, put it into practice, yes. and then, B, you learn. And that's one thing you're always like, oh, I'm going to New York. I'm taking this class. It's going to be about directing and um, directing actors and lighting. And I'm like, man, you, you're always building on the skills you already have. And you know, what was the, the most recent class you took? I think it was... um. Was it that class, the directing class? Um, I've taken so many classes uh, <laughs> lately, too. Mm -hmm. Matter of fact, I'm, I'm headed to New York uh, uh, Wednesday, uh, this coming Wednesday, to take a class in uh, the different styles of uh, movie shooting and mm -hmm. stuff like that. But it, it, it's not that I have a special talent. I have a thirst to learn. Mm -hmm. In order to learn, you have to go to school. It's like anything else. Uh, you're not born with it. It's just like driving a car. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you got to learn to put on your seatbelt, where the ignition is, uh, and different factors in, in driving an automobile. Mm. Now we just jump in it and off we go. <laughs> you know, and, and, it's like, and it's like that in anything else that, you know, in my personal opinion that uh, anyone out there has the capability of doing what I do, mm. but you have to go to school. Mm. And you have to be uh, passionate enough, enthusiastic uh, enough to sacrifice uh, some things. Uh, I could be hanging out on the street corner, uh, but I choose to take that money and invested in education. Mm -hmm. And because I know uh, I'll make enough money later on that I can hang out <laughs> on the street corner yeah. the way I'd like to yeah. and have the things that, you know, that I'd like to have and uh, be able to help other people also. And I, I think a lot of people don't realize that um, there are ways to go to school, you know, quote unquote, that's not going to a university because there are places like Boston Neighborhood Network all over the country, yes. mostly not in, not in California, but you know everywhere else in the country, there's a community access station that does classes, or there's um, a company that's offering you know the first class is free, or you know that kind of thing. So to if you really want to do something, you have to reach out and grab it. And 
and continue learning because you know you start you said you started doing this when you were in school when you were young and you're still learning now because the the nature of uh, media and film is that it's always changing new technology comes out um new uh, best practices are established and so you always have to be learning especially exactly. because if if you know how you like to do stuff you know what you like changes you know right and you know and the thing is that we we have a a, a, a very interesting fascinating tools called the internet yeah mm-hmm. there are lots of facts lots of training that people can uh, get hold of and and in the privacy of their uh uh, man cave, woman cave, mm. uh, you know, look at this training that, that's uh, being conducted uh, on the Internet. And, you know, talking about cable access, there are 60 cable access TV stations in Massachusetts. There's over 2,000 mm. cable access TV stations in, in, uh, in, in the United States. Mm. So it's just a matter of getting on the uh, Internet and Googling uh, the area and see what is the closest to that person, you know, uh, uh, cable access TV mm. station and see what they have available. Yeah. Uh, Framingham, uh, this is so many. Mm. And, and, and the training is inexpensive. Yes. You know, um, at the time, which was uh, now almost 15 years ago, I was able to... Uh, uh, reap the the benefit of uh, studio production director and uh, director-producer, as well as field director-producer, as well as my membership. Now, also, I must explain that I I do reap another benefit. I was a senior citizen at the time. Mm. However, saving your money, and, and, I mean, you could come in uh, as a member and, and then reap the rewards of this type of training. Yeah. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure this out. Yeah. Uh, and 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 plus, it, it's so uh, relaxing. It's a form of stress management for me mm. uh, to be able to sit there and see the things that I see in creating graphics and and doing the things that I do. Mm. Yeah, I. Uh, so I know that you and uh, you know in the scope of doing what you do. I know that you uh, do freelance work, but you also own your own business, T-Lu yes. Productions. T-Lu Productions. <laughs> um, and can you tell me, like, what's the difference between when you're doing freelance work versus when you're doing a T-Lu Productions? Well, when shoot. I'm doing T-Lu Productions as my business, uh, I'm earning a living uh, as a result of what I do. Mm. When I freelance... Uh, it allows me to do anything and everything I want to do. I can do it uh, for a nominal uh, fee, uh, for no fee. Mm. Uh, and I've done a couple of things uh, for no fee. And I do things that I do get paid. Mm. Um, it's, uh, as I look back on it, I should have done this you know, a long time ago. <laughs> but, you know, the thing now is that Today's technology is a lot different from the technology when I was younger at uh-huh. that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, when I was a teenager, I was more interested in becoming a pilot. Mm. So I went into uh, uh, college to become a mechanical engineer, switched to aerospace engineering. 
only to find that, uh, well, I didn't need any more engineers, so I went into business and computers oh. and then to criminal justice. Uh, and then uh, I did do some um, master's work at Harvard uh, in government, but uh, it was too writing intensive for me, and I said, well, it's time to back out. But the love of my life has always been photography, mm. and the uh, the ghost in my past has been, what is this thing about video? <laughs> and this one thing about video that fascinated me was it had sound. Mm in addition to the picture. Well, I mean, you know, a video is really just a bunch of still pictures played one after another in quick succession. So (laughs) you still love photography. (laughs) Right. But, you know, the thing is, though, when you talk about someone and uh, especially when you're interviewing someone and and, uh, if you're doing a documentary about somebody and somebody's family, you can say this is Uncle uh, uh, Bobby uh, King and this is the way Bobby King would shake his uh, foot or twiddle his thumbs, as they say, uh, when he spoke. And you can actually sh- uh, show this. You can actually hear the way he spoke as he was speaking. In a picture, you get one frame, mm, yeah, and that's it. Mm. You know, and uh, you can say, well, this is the way he looked. But now with video... Um, you get a little bit more than that. And the fascinating thing about video today is because we're shooting in high definition, uh, what we're talking about is a very intense uh, resolution, um, they're taking frames from the video, and that's where you get your pictures, your still mm-hmm. pictures. Mm-hmm. So that's how intense and how uh, finite the digital photography and, and videography is today. True, true. Um, so I would be remiss if I invited you on my <laughs> my like geeky comics and anime and video game show and didn't ask you like who's your favorite superhero. Um, I know you kind of you probably grew up during the golden age of comics, uh, like when Superman like did everything all the time. He was great. He was a good guy. There were bad guys. He was always gonna win. But um, who who's your favorite superhero? It was Superman. Superman really? <laughs> right. Matter of fact, uh, my first. TV was uh, Zenith uh, TV. Mm-hmm. It was all mahogany frame uh, in- enclosure with uh, the TV screen in the center. And uh, I remember the first uh, Clark Kent uh, series that came on. Mm-hmm. So it was Superman, right. He seemed to be able to do everything. No one can hurt him. Uh, he was kind and uh, he helped little people, old people. You know, yeah. and uh, uh, today uh, I'd like to see a superhero of color. Mm. I mean, yes, we ha- we do have a, our superheroes like Dr. Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, mm. mm-hmm. uh, even uh, 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 Farrakhan, uh, the Nation of Islam. Um, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd like to see more in the productions that uh, mm-hmm. we're watching on TV yeah. and then on the stage also. Yeah, uh, uh, that's a really good conversation uh, to have because, uh, you know, recently, like not recently, but Black Panther came out and it did so well. And a lot of people were like, oh, like why? And, I, you know, a lot of people, I told them, I was like, I'm going to go see Black Panther. I only sat once. I didn't, you know, overdo it by seeing it 10 times. But I went to see it because it was a movie full of black people that wasn't about them being black. They were just being people. They were right. doing their jobs. Um, but there are actually a lot of superheroes of color in, like, 
the comics industry is just that they're kind of like downplayed. Like Wonder Woman has, uh, I guess like in some continuity, she's her twin sister. Like when her mother created her, she also created uh, the character called Nubia. Mm -hmm. So she made Wonder Woman out of white clay and then Nubia out of like a darker clay. And um, in some continuity, she's just a fellow Amazon. But um, there are, you know, you have John John Stewart, who's a Green Lantern. He's black, and he's like a '90s guy who's in the military. And there's a lot of black superheroes. They just don't get a lot of attention. You know, right. like you have to be reading. There's also a new guy called Ultraman. Oh, is it Ultraman? Man, he's kind of like Superman, but like he runs on like atomic power or something like mm -hmm. that. And they, the, his whole backstory is he's a new creation, but his backstory is that he was one of the first superheroes, but he was a superhero at a time during like the civil rights movement. And first, you know, he wore a full body like thing. And then he was fighting a bad guy and his mask came off and they found out he was black. And the president asked him to stop being a superhero because uh, it would incense people because they would be so afraid. Like what if he supported the civil rights movement? What were they gonna do against this Superman, you know? Uh, and so he kind of like retired, but he's, he's like, I think his name's Adam Bashir, but he's like, he has like 14 degrees and he's like crazy smart. Um, he's like one of the smartest people in the entire um, Marvel landscape. But it's there are kind of like far and few in between. Uh, but there are a lot of black superheroes in our real lives, but also in, in comics and stuff. They just need to get more play, which is why I'm so excited about the Comics and Color Expo that's coming on April 4th. Because, you know, I'm going to get to go and see... Uh, you know, full on, like all these works that are being created that I normally wouldn't see because they're considered indie, right? Like they don't have these large marketing budgets that um, DC or um, Marvel or, you know, any of those comic companies have. So uh, it's a great way to get more exposure yeah. for them. Oh, also, let me just plug this in. Hmm. My first, my really first superhero is my mother and father. Uh. <laughs> and uh, above that is the Lord Jesus Christ and, hmm. and God. Uh, as my superheroes, and they're the ones who have protected me and guided me mm. uh, to uh, thus this far. And yes, uh, uh, you know, I think we need to let our kids know that there are other superheroes, and they they look like us, mm. you know, and, and stuff like that. So, but at the same time, we need to support writers. Mm -hmm. We need to support producers who are producing content of, uh, with people of color mm -hmm. as uh, leading roles. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, I also want to ask you, like, so if you had uh, the biggest, not the biggest, but if you had a budget that would sustain it and, you know, someone just gave you free reign, what would be your dream project to do? I'd like to take every movie that I've seen and reproduce it with people of color. That's that's well, that is a lofty goal, but they, I mean, but you know, you said I don't want all the money. I know that's true. That's true. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to throw your age out there, but I mean, that has to be a lot of movies, though. I mean, you've lived <laughs> a long time. I mean, wh but what about like Gone Gone with the Wind? Why not? Why not? I mean, I think it would be just reverse it. Yeah. I mean, just like a trip to Bountiful mm, was first mm -hmm, with an all-white mm -hmm, cast, mm -hmm. and then it became a black cast with Cecily Tyson, Cuba Gooden Jr., Vanessa uh, Williams, and uh, Condola Russia. Mm, that's so, true. So, uh, I mean, anything and everything is possible. Uh, then you take uh, uh, other things uh, like black productions and do some with a white cast, mm. but, which but, it's already being done, really. I mean, true. Yeah. I bet... Yeah, I mean, I know this usually depends on the writer, but don't you think that something could be lost 
with transferring things from something that was written from the perspective of, you know, from the black perspective and then like trying to change that for like the white perspective because those are very different experiences that they, they're, they're having. Um, irregardless of their socioeconomic standing, uh, you know, they're going to go through life experiencing things very differently from each other. So what do you think? Well, right. Yeah, I mean, everyone has a different perspective based on their experience and upbringing and stuff like that. Yeah. So with a good director, uh, it's uh, what, what story are you trying to tell? Mm. Now, actually, at 4 o'clock this morning, I was watching uh, uh, Sidney Poitier and Harry Belafonte and uh, something in The Preacher, uh, Buck and the Preacher or something like that. Mm -hmm. And uh, so there were different stories... I mean, some will be successful, some will not be successful. Mm. But the thing is, uh, I, that's, that's what I would do. I would just take and in, in, in re, uh, reproduce or reenactment of uh, all those uh, fictitious stories, per se, mm. mm -hmm. with a, a blind cast mm. and, and see what the response is. Interesting. Now, some will be successful and some will not be mm. successful. Yeah. But... We will put people to work, mm. uh, needless to say. And uh, and by the way, I'm also in the, in the movie Blown Away with Tommy Lee Jones and Jeff Bridges. You were in, in it? I'm in it. I'm in the first what? 16 minutes. Oh, my yes. goodness. I'm the first 16 minutes. I got to go so, check that out, guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I'm wearing, I'm a police officer with a mustache and different type of glasses. Interesting. So, yeah. well, I never knew this. That's new info. Okay, yeah. now I got to go look. I got to go look it up now. Yeah. Um, do you have any last words? Unfortunately, we'll come to the end of the show. Do you have any any like words of advice for someone out there who's listening, uh, who has always kind of toyed with the idea, or they're they're very and they want to be and they're inspired to do creative works like you or I, but um, they just haven't taken that step. Well, the, the words of wisdom which I have learned is uh, obstacles are what you see when you take your eyes off the goal. Mm. If you always do what you've always done, you'll always get what you got. Yeah, yeah, that's good advice. I like that. Yes. And you are your own worst enemy. Yes, that is it's true. It's not over <laughs> until you say it's over. Uh, that's true. I'm. I am my own worst enemy. Have you ever noticed that sometimes you watch your stuff and you're like, oh my god, what am I doing? Like this is just horrible. What was I thinking? Uh, it's the worst. Um, but thanks for joining me today, T. Lou. Thank you for having me. I'm. I mean, if you guys weren't in, excited hearing this, I don't know what you guys would be excited by. Uh, you know. We're all about learning new things here, getting XP, being better uh, ourselves um, by learning and experiencing new things. And Tilu is really kind of the epitome of that. You know, he's been learning and changing and evolving his entire life. And now he's in a point where he, he loves what he's doing and he's enjoying uh, every minute of it. Uh, but in the meantime, guys, you know, you can always contact me with questions or comments for Tilu or any companion we've had on the show. Be more than um, happy to answer. Yeah, by sending uh, an email to me at xbhunterlee at gmail.com if you would like. Uh, and you can also send me a direct message on Instagram. Just search xbhunterlee. But until the next time, guys, in between times, do it for the XP. See ya.